Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 15 of Seek Within. My name is Dr. Savi Aurora, and I'd like to welcome you back to our new programs. Now, we've been away for a while, and there are a number of reasons for that. We now have new shows, new format, new content, and a new website. And one more new item, a fantastic new producer in the background, Mr. B. So in advance, thank you, Mr. B, for all your help and support for helping me put this podcast together. Now, the Seat Within podcast comes out once every two weeks, and originally it was four formats, but now we've actually got six parts to the actual podcast. We've actually got the Understanding Seekism part, the History of the Seeks, as before, we have a shovel translation, and we also have a new section, which is called Resource Review. Now, in this particular section, we either find a book or we find some amazing new music from up-and-coming artists. In addition, there's also an outside broadcast part, Now, that particular part of the program is if there's a particular event going on, we'll go out and we'll cover it and interview the people that are there. And the final part of the program is inspirational music and inspirational thoughts. Anything that I've heard or you've actually sent in. And on that note, we've got a facility at our new website. That's www.seekwithin.com where you can actually leave a message. Now, we'll get an email as soon as you leave a message there by recording it online if you've got a microphone connected to your PC that's personal computer, and we get an email, we can actually download it as an MP3 file and include it in a future program. So if you've got any requests or feedback or comments, you can do that there, or you can actually go to our forum, and the forum is also connected through the Seek Within website. If you want to email me, you can do that too, and that is at seekwithin at yahoo.com. Now, this show comes out every two weeks, and we hope by focusing in on the content and being more professional in terms of quality equipment we use choosing the best tracks and hey one more thing we're now a licensed podcast what does that actually mean well the mcps and the prs the mcps are the mechanical copyright protection society and the prs stand for the performing rights society we've actually signed up for a license through our production company kh-2.com now what that actually means is that we can actually play royalty free music if there are any my space artists who'd like us to cover their music, we can do that too. But also, if we're playing tracks that are commercially available, we're not only protecting the download, we're also paying for the royalty and ensuring the copyright is protected too. So, licensed podcasting is what Seek Within now adhere to. Okay, let's move on with the rest of the show. The very first part is a section that we've combined together this time around. Now, we've got a reporter, which is Rohin, who went out and tried to understand the meaning of the moon mantra. And the moon mantra is an incredible part of Sikhism. It's the very first part of the Guru Granth Sahib, which is the final Guru of the Sikhs. This is our ever-living Guru, our holy book. And the very first words that are there are the moon mantra. Well, more about that later on. Let me hand over to Rohin right now, who will actually give you a quick rundown, as well as talk to our special guest, Indakavakor, who will actually go through what the moon mantra actually means. My name is Rohinda Singh, and I'm going to help you to learn about the moon mantra. Ikamkar means God is one, Paramatma Ik hai. His name is different. So, Paramatma is not Allah, no Vaiguru, no Khuda, but Paramatma Ik hai. Satnam, Satnam, Oda Nam, Dada, O Satahe. He is always 
His name is Truth and he is always a true. Karta Purak. Oh, he is the owner of everything and he, he does everything for human beings. So, Karta Purak. So, he does he everything for everybody. Nirpo. Oh, kise viddar to rehat hai. Oh, kise kul darda nahi. That means he is fearless. Nirvair. Oh, kis oda koi vary nahi. And koi bhi oda dushman nahi. Oh, sare dushmana to upar hai. Oh, kise nal vair nahi rakda. And he doesn't have any enemy. Akal Murat. Odi jadi shakal hai. Vaisa to koi dekh nahi sakda. Because he is beyond the time. Time limits. And he is Akal Murat. So he is, he was here in the past. He is here at present. And he will be there also in the future. So, oh, time to upar hai. Or hamesha sandivi sandivi randa hai. Gur Prasad. ਉਹ ਪਰ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਕੁਐਸਚਨ ਇਹ ਉੱਠਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਪਾਇਆ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਜਾ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿੰਨੂੰ ਉਹ ਮਿਲਦਾ ਹੈ ਸਿਰਫ ਉਹਨੂੰ ਮਿਲਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਹਦੇ ਤੇ ਉਹਦੀ ਕਿਰਪਾ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹਦੀ ਕਿਰਪਾ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਹੀ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਅਸੀਂ ਪ੍ਰਾਪਤ ਕਰ ਸਕਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਦੈਟ ਮੀਨਸ ਕਿ ਇਫ ਗੋਡ ਇਜ਼ ਕਾਈਂਡ ਇਨਫ ਟੂ ਅਸ ਓਨਲੀ ਦੈਨ ਵੀ ਕੈਨ ਗੈਟ ਹਿਮ Thank you very much Indrikul for helping me understand the Mumata and I hope everyone out there also can learn about these special words of wisdom. Okay Rohinder thank you very much for that and also thanks to Indicover Core as well really appreciate all your time and effort to come along and give us some more information about the Jupiter Sub. Now the Mumata let's talk a little bit more about it. The Mumanta is the most important composition contained within the Siri Guru Granth Sahib and is the basis of Sikhism. The word moon means main, root or chief and manta means magic chant or magic portion. Together the words Mumanta means main chant or root verse. Its importance is emphasized by the fact that it's the first composition that appears in the Siri Guru Granth Sahib and that it appears before the commencement of most rags within the Sikh holy scripture. The Jyoti Sahib consists of the Mumanta and it's an opening slok of a set of 38 bories that's hymns and a final slok. This bani is called the Jyoti Sahib and appears at the very beginning of the Siri Guru Granth Sahib from page 1 to page 8. The Siri Guru Granth Sahib is the holy book of the Sikhs. It is regarded as the most important bani or set of verses by the Sikhs and is recited every morning. As I said, we are combining understanding Sikhism with also the history of Sikhs this week. And let's continue with this story of Guru Nanak. Guru Nanak was revered by both Hindus and Muslims. His contributions to humanity were more advanced then by anyone else on earth at the time. His main contributions were equality to humans. When in the West, slavery and race discrimination was rife, Guru Nanak preached against discrimination and prejudices due to race caste status he said one who recognizes the one lord among all beings does not talk of ego he urges all the people of the world to conquer their minds to these evil practices all human beings had the light of the lord and were the same only by subduing one's pride and ego could one see this light in all It was fantastic also 
that he believed in the equality of women and Sikhs believe in the equality of men and women. Guru Nanak elevated the position of women by spreading this message. From woman, man is born. Within woman, man is conceived. To woman, he is engaged and married. Woman becomes his friend. Through woman, the future generations come. When his woman dies, he seeks another woman. To woman, he is bound. So why call her bad? From her, kings are born. From woman, woman is born. Without woman, there would be no one at all. O Nanak, only the true Lord is without a woman. In so going, he promoted the equality of women from the 15th century onwards. History states that he made four great journeys, travelling to all parts of India and into Arabia and Persia, visiting Mecca and Baghdad. He spoke before Hindus, Jains, Buddhists, Parsis and Muslims. He spoke in the temples and the mosques and at various pilgrimage sites. Wherever he went, Guru Nanak spoke out against empty religious rituals, pilgrimages, the caste system and the sacrifice of widows. Guru Nanak saw the world suffering from hate, fanaticism, falsehood and hypocrisy. The world had sunk in wickedness and sin. So he set out for the regeneration of humanity on this earth. He carried the torch of truth, heavenly love, peace and joy for mankind. He embarked on his divine mission and went towards east, west, north and south and visited various centres of Hindus, Muslims, Buddhists, Jains, Sufis, Yogis and Siddhas. He met people of different religions, tribes, cultures and races. He travelled on foot with his Muslim companion named Mardana, a minstrel. His travels are called Udasas. His first Udas, travel. Guru Nanak covered east and south of India and returned home after spending little more than eight years. He started for Santapur in August 1507 and went to his village Talwandi to meet and inform his parents about his long journey. There's so much information about Guru Nanak and what a great person he was, bringing us Sikhism and also delivering us away from all those awful situations of inequality and treating everyone differently. He preached the fact that we needed to treat everyone the same and we are all equal. Okay, it's on to the next part of the program, which is the Shabbat translation. Now in this particular part of the program, we actually take a Shabbat, listen to it, and then translate it afterwards. This week, we've got a track from the brand new CD by Sanatan Kaur. The CD is called Anand, which means bliss. And the particular track that we've chosen is Brahmeso.
Seat Within podcast is actually a licensed podcast. And what that actually means is that we're bound by the rules to obscure the first 10 seconds and the last 10 seconds of the actual track. In this particular case, the track was called Promisser. Let's have a look at the translation. Ardenburen. In the beginning, God pervades. Mardenburen. In the middle, God pervades. Unterburen. In the end, at the time of death, God pervades. Permisser. God is the transcendent Lord. Well, the show is pretty incredible, and in future weeks, we'll be exploring also the history of Sikh music as well. Okay, that was a Shabbat translation. Now, different ways that we can actually do Shabbat translations, we can either play the entire Shabbat and then do the translation in, in English afterwards. I like to consider that the Sikh within program is actually a bridge, a bridge in English to Sikhism and also for people to understand more about our religion. So it acts also as a mechanism for interfaith. So another way of actually doing a translation also is to play the Shabbat and then take each Shabbat line by line and then translate it in English. Okay, let's continue with the next part of the program. Now these two parts are the new parts of the program, the new sections. The next section is called the resource review. This is when we take a new bit of content or you want to call it a different thing, some new books or music or innovations that people have brought about that talk and communicate about Sikhism. This week, we're going to look at the fantastic new CD by Sanatan Kaur. She has fantastic shavas that she does. I have all her particular shavas that she's recorded, all her tracks. And I strongly recommend that you go to www.spiritvoice.com and pick up a copy or actually just buy it from amazon.com or .co.uk or whatever your local Amazon store actually is. The particular album is called Anand, which means bliss. And what we've done is we've taken the clips that are actually available from the Spirit Voyage website and we've actually pasted them together. So you can actually hear them there, but better still, why not buy the CD? One of my favourite tracks is Bermesser, and it's a fantastic track to run to. So if you fancy running and listening to Shepherds at the same time, it's pretty amazing. So let's hear the fantastic Sonatan Kaur.
part of our program is called outside broadcast this is when we go out and about and actually tune in listen to the people that are out there who are actually attending events or an event that's being run and we can cover it on the 2nd of november i had the opportunity to go out to the houses of parliament this was part of an international candlelight vigil that was being held in countries all around the world to commemorate the awful holocaust that took place 22 years ago when Sikhs died in November. We never want to see that situation again. And I'm very grateful also to all the people that took part in the interviews that you're going to hear coming up right now. Thanks for uh, sparing the time in between handing out awareness leaflets. Tell us a little bit about why we're here today 
um, and really what it hopes to achieve. I think the first thing I want to mention about you is that we're here outside the Houses of Parliament and I think it was important to be here to not only hold a candlelit vigil to commemorate what happened 22 years ago and remind uh, not just Sikhs but non-Sikhs about the lack of justice for Sikhs 22 years later. Earlier on we actually were involved in a, in a lobby where we met politicians from the different political parties and pointed out that a year ago when we were here talking to them about what had happened 21 years ago a lot of the politicians were talking about well Dr. Manmohan Singh has now apologized surely this is a move forward and I said at that time yes it's a good thing that the Prime Minister of India has apologized that was also recognition that actually that you only apologize if you do something wrong and clearly there is plenty of evidence to suggest that 22 years ago, literally to the day, organized groups, organized by the ruling party at the time, Congress, took mobs and they burnt thousands of innocent Sikhs to death. And I think it's our duty, wherever we live, particularly in the West, to highlight to the outside world that we are still seeking justice for those many innocent victims and their families who clearly feel 22 years later without prosecutions, the fact that very recently the police were talking about how they destroyed the evidence which might mean that people could never be prosecuted again. And one of the issues that we'll be pushing with the UK government through the international community that perhaps it's now time for an independent UN inquiry because clearly successive governments irrespective of which political party they've been have failed the Sikhs and they've failed the Sikhs for such a long time if we think about Indian independence it's less than 60 years ago and yet for over a third of that time Sikhs have had to live with the consequences of 1984 so I think this particular vigil outside the UK Parliament is just one of many Yesterday there were vigils in Birmingham, in Leicester, in, 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 in uh, Derby and there will be vigils again tomorrow in places like Derby, Leeds and Bradford and that's just in the UK. And there are international um, candlelight vigils going on as well, isn't there? That's right. What we've had is we've had similar vigils either taking place or planned to take place outside the European Parliament in Brussels, outside the Dutch Parliament in The Hague and similarly we've been encouraging Sikhs in Punjab itself, outside the Punjab Assembly and outside the Parliament in Delhi. And I think it's really up to our brothers and sisters in Punjab to use this opportunity to say this was something that we will never forget and we will always remind the world that we will carry on highlighting this issue until we receive some form of justice. And it's also important to consider the families who are now left behind widows and children you know and maybe helping them as well I think th this is the real sad thing to it that 22 years is a very long time and uh, you know we all probably know about the financial assistance promised by the government and it was really a pittance for the for you know families that lost perhaps three or four people in the household perhaps lost you know the husband the sons the daughters and perhaps it's those widows uh, that we need to be not only thinking about, you're right, but we should be thinking about how can we support them. 
at the end of the day, yes, it's a duty for us as Sikh community living in other parts of the world, but equally I think it's the duty of the international community to wake up and say, what did we do to help these people? Because these were innocent Sikhs. And one of the things to think about is um, the fact that it's actually another holocaust, isn't it? And, you know, any holocaust is bad. And making people aware of the fact that a holocaust is taking place, maybe make sure that it won't happen again. So it's actually a reminder to people about the kind of the negativeness inside people, you know, which can kind of come out and, and perpetrate itself as being vindictive hatred towards communities rather than communities living together in peace and harmony. So a candlelight visual is really important to highlight the fact that it took place and it should never happen again. I think one, one mistake by, by you that many people make is we, we talk about these being anti-Sikh pogroms. And that word pogrom means an organized massacre. It's not a riot, as sometimes the Indian press try and portray. It was actually organized. And the very sad thing about this is, despite what happened 22 years ago, we've seen similar things happen in Gujarat to the Muslim community. And the ironic thing is... In recent years as well, isn't it? That's right. Very recently, in the last uh, two to three years. And on top of that, what we've seen is that the political parties at that time, whether it be the Congress back in 1984 and Rajiv Gandhi, or whether it was the right-wing Hindu party in Gujarat, then went on to win landslide victories on the back of the death of innocent people. And therefore, I think it's our duty, particularly as Sikhs, to highlight the fact that India, the so-called largest democracy in the world, actually has a de democratic system which relies on, on basically the killing of people on a huge scale, innocent people, simply to win the popular vote. And it's very much tar A lot of that depends on who's in power, doesn't it? It depends on what their kind of thoughts are in terms of the politics that they want to play. Um, we can only hope that, you know, people have a sincere attitude and they invest in people and they invest in making sure there's no poverty. I mean, there's lots of examples where, you know, there are certain communities that have lots of money and there's certain communities that have nothing, you know, and you still see that when you go to India. Um, and we just hope that going forward, India will become a better place for everyone, really. Um, I think there's one thing that's worth emphasising is that India, particularly in the last few years, has been trying to portray itself to be there on the UN Security Council, be at the forefront. Well, I don't think we would disagree with India being a world power at the forefront, but they must recognise that where they've made mistakes, like they did in 1984, they've got to admit those mistakes, they've got to move on. But until they don't, then we will be out there highlighting these injustices and saying that India has no right to be at that front table. Um, the fact that the UN Rapporteur on Torture still is not allowed to go to Punjab, the fact that Amnesty International can't go to Punjab since 1978. These are things we will go on about. There's also some incredible literature as well. Um, Simrajit Kaur wrote a book called Saffron Salvation, uh, and it's a pretty amazing book, and it talks about what actually happened from a um, kind of semi-fictional, based on people that she knew, uh, so factual as well. Um, so we, maybe we need more kind of information out there too. But Navinda, I really appreciate your time. Um, thank you very much for that. Thanks to the team for organising it. It's fantastic. I'm going to take some photos, put them on the uh, this website, and uh, we'll hopefully share the story with everyone as well so that there is more recognition about the fact that something took place, it was really, really bad, and it should never happen again. Thanks very much, Naminda. Okay, well, thank you very much, Paji, for all the hard work you're doing. 
because without the media, I think these messages are very then combined to the streets of London, or the streets of Birmingham, or the streets of Derby. But thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, well, we've moved further up um, amongst all the people that are actually here, uh, and I'm actually with uh, Ashbinda, is that right? No, Tashbinda. <laughs> sorry about that. Get your name right. So tell us a little bit about, you know, you've come down, you've come straight from work or. Um, I'm at the moment. Okay, tell us, tell us a little bit about, you've come down here, and how do you feel about this particular candlelight vigil? Um, I mean, basically, although you know, 1984 happened, nine, you know, 22 years ago, but the, you know, we just want people to remind people that you know we haven't forgotten about it, and you know, it's something that we would never want it to happen again, and you know, we'd never let it to happen again, kind of thing. And you know, same time, we just want people to remind you know that this happened to Sikhs, and although nobody really like you know, a lot of times people forget about this, you know, but I mean, we haven't forgotten, and we never will forget. So it's all about you know making people understand that you know, just the Holocaust happened for Sikhs as well, because you know, the Holocaust happened with Jews and everything. Everybody seems to remember that, but no one seems to remember this Holocaust happened to Sikhs and it happened in their own country as well. So we want people to understand that, you know, because that's the reason, main reason we are here really, just to support our community, you know, that's why. Oh, well, thanks very much for that. Sorry I got your name wrong before. Okay. Thanks. Right, I'm actually here now with the President of the Sikh Federation, uh, Pai Amrik Singh. Um, you're one of the organisers of this event today, is that right? Yes. Uh, we actually organise uh, that event every year uh, since uh, the attack on uh, Golden Temple, and after uh, the assassination of India, Indira Gandhi, uh, after her assassination, hundreds and thousands of innocent Sikhs were killed in November 1984 in New Delhi. And we always remember them. And every year we do a candlelit vigil. And we have done that this year throughout the world. There's a, there's a vigil in, in Brussels. In, in uh, New Delhi, New York, in, uh, in England, we have sort of seven cities. Uh, we have done a Kanjil Let Vigil. And today we are here in, uh, in outside of Parliament, London, to remember those innocent Sikhs who were killed uh, in New Delhi during that time. And we, we, have, we always ask people never forget them who were actually killed but they have no for whatsoever they were not even know why they were killed and we would like to ask people uh, for years and years we need justice and we are crying for justice and that campaign and that remembrance will carry on until we get justice for those who were killed without any reason and you know, one of the other things that's important is that, uh, like the Jewish Holocaust, um, this is a Holocaust that took place, it's a reminder that we must make sure that we don't do this to other people, and that, you know, any community that should not suffer, we should live together in peace and harmony? Yes, I mean, um, we always, as a, as a Sikh, Sikh, we always, and, and twice a day, we pray for the well-being of the the Pala, that means we be actually uh, ask for uh, the the people of the world to be happy and live together. And what happened to us in 1984, we like to ask people that that should not happen to any community anywhere in the world, and the Sikhs must get justice 
what happened to them uh, during that period. Rupaji, thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it. I'll uh, let you get back to the candlelight vigil, yes. and I hope all the candlelight vigils are successful in highlighting uh, this very important issue and this very important day. Thank you very, very much. I موسیقی ये साड़ा जो कंपेयर ने आओ नू लेके जा रहा है इन्हें तभी बहुत बदतर बात किया जाना है वाई गुर्जी का कल्सा वाई गुर्जी की पते। Well, we've come to the end of the program, and the last part of the program actually is called inspirational songs or inspirational thoughts. This week, I discovered something very interesting from somebody's website. They had an expression which was, "When one teaches, two learn." I thought it was quite interesting actually because when you look at it from a mentor-mentee relationship. That's the case as well. One person learns from the other person's experience through communication. Well, we hope you've enjoyed the show, Seek Within, episode 15, where we're back with new shows, a new format, we're licensed with a new producer and a new website, www.seekwithin.com. You can email me at any time you want to. That's Dr. Savvy. You can do that by typing in seekwithin at yahoo.com. So we look forward to your feedback, any suggestions, any requests. You can even leave a message at the website as well. So we're going to play out with an inspirational song. It's the Icy Brothers and When Will There Be a Harvest for the World? And I consider that harvest to be peace.
Jesús. 